Hey guys, I want to thank you for joining us tonight on The Well 2540. This is our first podcast uh, for The Well. Uh, today is Friday, April the 17th, and we want to start uh, doing podcasts and putting those out as just an extra tool of ministry uh, to share the Word of God, to share thoughts, and just to speak to you from our heart a lot of times. Uh, to tell you a little bit about The Well 2540, um, we're not a new ministry. Uh, the well has been serving as a homeless mission mostly for several years on and off now. And uh, the 2540 basically comes from uh, Matthew chapter 25 verse 40. And leading up to that scripture um, is really the mission of the well ministry. Uh, our mission is to simply go outside the walls of the church and to serve those who are less fortunate, whether that be, Scripture tells us um, when the Lord says, I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. I was sick and you, and you visited me. And you're familiar with that Scripture. Um, that's basically the mission of our ministry here at the Well 2540 is simply reaching out side the walls of the church and ministering to those who are less fortunate. Um, the 2540, as I mentioned from Matthew chapter 25, verse 40 simply says this, and the king shall answer and say unto them, verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. And that is our sole mission of this ministry. So with that, I again thank you for joining us tonight for this podcast. Um, probably won't be a long one, but I did want to share something with you that um, I've been studying for about the last week, and, and it's all about obedience. It's all about hearing the voice of God, but not only hearing the voice of God, but acting upon, taking action. Um, the Bible tells us faith without works is dead. So stepping out in faith, which is where what we lack a lot of times when we know that God has spoken to us to, to, do, to step out of our comfort zone and do something. Uh, obeying the, the voice of God, obeying the word of God. And when you look in 1 Samuel, in chapter 15, part B of verse 22, again, this is 1 Samuel 15, part B of verse 22, simply says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. The study notes that go along with to obey, this is out of the Dakes Bible, is obedience is more important than all forms of religion sacrifices, offerings, rituals, ceremonies. It is the chief end of all true religion, and rebellion and stubbornness are a manifestation of failure in conforming to the truth. Rebellion, I know, is a strong word, but what else can we say it is when we know that the voice of God, the Word of God, has spoken to us and we don't act upon what he tells us to do. 
So tonight, I want to share just for a, a few minutes with you, um, again, something I've been stuttering, studying over the last week, and it's simply titled, At Thy Word. Very familiar passage of Scripture. Um, if you have your Bible, if you want to get your Bible, we're going to be in Luke chapter 5, um, and we're going to start reading in verse number 1, Luke 5. Verse 1, and I'm reading out of the King James Version. And it says this, and it, came to, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he, Jesus, entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word... I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. As I said, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, I know we've all read it, we've heard it preached, we've heard it taught on. But in studying this this week, um, the Lord really showed me something in this that I wanted to share with you tonight. Listening and following through with specifics of God's Word and what God speaks to us. Details are important. Um, as we go through this, just to kind of paint the picture of the setting, Jesus comes up on the Lake of Gennesaret. Um, Lake of Gennesaret, you will also read in the Bible, it's also, it's the Sea of Tiberias, it's the Sea of Chinnereth, it's the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus walking up, and the Bible tells us that when Jesus walked up, he saw two ships anchored. That is, two particular ships belonging to Peter and his partners. Not only not the only two ships nearby, for it is stated by some authorities that there were as many as 4,000 ships on Galilee at this time. So Jesus is walking up and there are 4,000 ships anchored. I need you to keep in mind that obviously it's daylight. The sun has came up at this point. But when Jesus walks up, there's 4,000 ships, and the Word of God says that Jesus saw two of them. And when he walked up, he asked Peter, thrust out. The Bible says that Jesus sat down to teach, which was custom during that time. You always got in the sitting position when, when you were to teach. But Jesus said to 
basically throw out your nets for a draw. A draw, the Greek meaning of that is a haul. Uh, it's from the old Anglo-Saxon word, dragon, meaning what is drawn. And Peter, when Jesus gives Peter instructions to launch out into the deep, Peter's response is, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. When Peter addressed Jesus as master, master there comes from the Greek word of epistates, which is a superintendent, a commander, not merely a teacher, but one who has authority. Peter acknowledged Christ as the master of the fish and the sea. He confessed his failure to Jesus in a whole night's work that they had toiled all night. They labored all night. And you have to understand and very important that at that time, all of the fishing, uh, whether it be for personal gain or commercial gain, all fishing was done at nighttime. And Peter said, I, I failed, basically. Uh, all night long, we've accomplished nothing. But at thy word, he obeyed the master when the master gave the word. And the result was such a great haul of fish that the net began to break and the ships began to sink. Now, the Bible tells us that they beckoned for their partners. Their partners were James and John. Um, they were the partners to Peter and Andrew. The majority of these fishing boats at that time always had two fishermen. So James and John were on one, Peter and Andrew in Peter's boat that Jesus had just completed teaching out of. Here's one of the things I really want to, to hone in on um, in this. Remember earlier at the opening of the podcast when I said that details and specifics are very important. I've read this scripture. Again, I've heard this scripture. We all have many, many times, but I never, ever saw this until, I guess it was Wednesday night, uh, not before last. Jesus said, let down your nets, plural, N-E-T-S. Let down your nets. When Peter obeyed, Part of that, the Bible specifically states that Peter let down the net, which is singular. Jesus had prepared a much larger blessing than Peter had prepared to receive. Let down your net for a drought. I need you to understand that here, when Jesus gave that instruction, understand that there is nothing said of the results to follow when Peter obeys. If we're not careful, we will read this right here to say, Simon Peter, throw over your nets and you'll catch a thousand pounds of fish. That's what we want it to say. But the Bible doesn't say that. Have you ever had God to tell you to do something and because you couldn't figure it out, 
you didn't really understand it at the time, you just didn't do it, you won't have to look very far to know that simple obedience is very rare. Typically, when God speaks to us, we immediately ask, why? Why me, God? What is this for? What will happen if I obey? What will happen if I don't obey? God, is this really you speaking to me? Peter didn't go through that. Peter didn't hesitate. Peter was tired. Peter had fished all night long. But Peter didn't question. Peter simply said, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Submission to God's word. No trying to figure it out. No wondering what will happen. Don't do Greek word studies on anything that Jesus tells us to do. Just simply obey and do what he says to do. There's no indication that anything good or positive was going to come out of Peter's obedience. Matter of fact, everything kind of pointed to the contrary. Peter, in his one boat, you've got to keep in mind, typically there were 4,000 boats anchored at any given point on this lake. And when Jesus instructed Peter to launch out into the deep, the fishermen of all of these other boats, all of these eyes were on Peter. And in Peter's mind, he had, he had to have begun thinking a lot of times what we would think if God told us to do something or when God tells us to do something. Picture Peter thrusting out into the deep. All of the fishermen on the other boats have stopped washing their nets and they're watching. And they had to be thinking, what is he doing? He's the only one out here. We all, we fished all night long. What is he doing? But nevertheless, Peter obeyed the word of God. Another thing I want to point out is, as I mentioned, they had fished all night long. Obviously, this was daylight, which fishing normally did not occur during the daytime, the daylight hours. It was always done at night. Why is that important that I say that? It's very, very important that we understand even though we may obey what God is telling us to do. It may not come in the time that you think it should, in the way that you think it should, um, with a certain group of people around that you think should be there. It's going to be in God's timing. And by, and by that, you need to keep in mind, God's timing for this blessing was not when Peter was in the middle of toiling all night. God's timing was to set Peter up and to say, if you obey me, 
I'm going to prove to you who I am. And when everything else looked contrary to really what Peter probably thought it should have looked like after the fact, it was daylight. He was the only boat out. But Peter said, Nevertheless, at thy word. And when they launched out, the Bible tells us that he let down the net. I've often wondered over the years, why would Jesus tell Peter to go out and do this only for Peter to bring up the haul of fish and then the net to begin to, to, to break? That just never really made sense to me until night before last. Jesus gave specific instructions to let down your nets. Peter let down his net. So therefore, when they brought in the haul of fish, they had to call their partners out to collect the blessing that Jesus had bestowed upon them. As a matter of fact, the blessing was so large, it says that they, they filled up both boats until they be, look like they begin to sink. If God gives you a word to do something, as hard as it is sometimes, and believe me, I know it as well as you do, it's hard. Because the enemy will sit on our shoulder and he will begin to whisper in our ears, who do you think you are? What are you doing? You're not qualified to do that. You're not set up to do that. Look at these other people who are doing that type of thing for God. That's not you. That's not who you are. The enemy will tell you that. And when the enemy is sitting on our shoulder, talking, talking directly into our ear, whispering those lies, know that's exactly what it is. They are lies from the pit of hell. And we move forward in obedience to God. And when we step out and you simply do what he's told you to do, he takes care of the rest of it. Absolutely takes care of the rest of it. Exodus 5 and 1, when Moses is talking to Pharaoh, Moses says, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, let my people go. It was a long time coming. But you know what happened? They got out. Go back to Noah. The Bible tells us that Noah worked 120 years against all contradiction of his time. God told him to build an ark. And that's all God told him. What if God would have told Noah, once you build this and once you work on this for 120 years, there's only going to be eight people on it. Noah probably would not have built an ark. But Noah did the work in obedience to God. Against everything around him that looked like would work against it. No rain, hasn't rained, no sign of rain. And everybody that walks by looking at Noah. What's this crazy man doing? But Noah never wavered. 
Noah continued to do what he knew God had instructed him to do. Abraham left everything he had to move to Canaan. In our walk and in our relationship with God, it is vital and it is critical. If God has a work to be done, that work will be done. But if God is speaking to you to do whether it's, and I'm not saying it's any type of, you know, standing up with a microphone and teaching or preaching or any, anything, whatever it is that God speaks to you to do. It may be, he may have told some of you already and, and you're, you're acting upon his word or you're contemplating his word and haven't acted upon it yet. To simple, simply be a prayer warrior to simply be a giver, to simply be uh, a help, to simply um, you have an elderly neighbor, neighbor and God spoke to you to, to do this for that neighbor. Whatever the case may be, you know what God has spoken to you. I've been guilty myself in within the well of not acting upon what I know God had told me to do. And thank God for his patience with me that that's why we at this time are stepping out and doing what I should have stepped out a while back and done. Um, but we're doing it. Realizing the whole time, and the enemy's already told me, who do you, or asked me, who do you think you are? Why are you doing this? You're not qualified to do this. What are they going to think? What are they going to say? It doesn't matter what they're going to say. All that matters is what God said. Act upon, have faith in, and step out in obedience to at thy word. Regardless of what things look like around you, Nevertheless, at thy word, Lord, regardless of what the enemy's telling you, regardless of what the people around you are saying or mumbling or thinking. And, and you know what? Let me say this. Most of the time, we think in our mind because it's the devil lying to us. Most of the time, those people that we're really worried about are our Christian brothers and sisters, and it hasn't even crossed their mind. As a matter of fact, most of the time, they're probably praying for you. But the devil has sat there, and he's lied, and he's lied, and he's whispered in your ear. They're thinking this. They're saying that. And I'll go so far as saying this. If we're not going through that type of battle, and if the enemy of our soul is not on our shoulder telling us lies. Maybe we should do inventory of ourselves and check ourselves and ask, God, is there something that I've missed? Is there something that you've told me to do that I didn't hear? Is there something you've told me to do that I didn't question or I kind of wrote it off for whatever reason? Because if you're in God's will... Trust me when I tell you, the enemy's going to be at work trying to put a stop to it. 
because it was at thy word. I'll close by saying this, which is relative to Luke 1 through 7 that we read, Luke 5, 1 through 7 that we read. I told you that fishing typically took place at nighttime. And when Jesus arrived with approximately 4,000 boats anchored at the dock, his eyes were set up on two boats. He stepped into one of them and he taught. And then he gave instructions to the captain of that boat, Peter, and told him to launch out in the deep in broad daylight. I simply want to tell you tonight, the sun is coming up. And to men, this is a bad time to do this, but I'm doing it. Nevertheless, at thy word, Lord, no matter the voices, no matter the opinions, we must say, nevertheless, at thy word, I will. He will never lead us down the wrong path. And I will tell you in the years of ministry, of the well, 2540. There's times we've been downtown Birmingham. We're, we're located in Birmingham, Alabama, just north of Birmingham. I have never gone downtown and done any type of street ministry to those who are less fortunate without walking away more blessed than they were whether it was a meal that we fed on the streets, whether it was a service that we held on the street, whether it was clothing that we were handing out, whether it was just simple, a cold bottle of water in the, in the heat of the summer that we were downtown distributing. I've never left down there without a bigger blessing than what they received out of that. Because when you're, when you're, operating in the will of God and you know you're in dead center of his will. There's nothing that can detour you at that point. There's nothing that is worth allowing us to detour from that point. The word of God tells us to minister to those in need. The Word of God tells us to carry His Word and preach to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's why we're doing the podcast. I pray that someone hears this podcast somewhere, whether they're in Birmingham, whether they're in Alabama, whether they're in the southeastern U.S., in the United States, or anywhere across this world during this time. You know, we're going through a time now with this coronavirus that there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of anxiety out there. There's a lot of doubt, hopelessness. But can I tell you tonight that this is the prime time for the church to step out in obedience to God 
and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Now's the prime time that we can carry the word of God and we can speak encouragement. We can speak life. The people are hungry. Those that are seeking something out there that may not, they don't know God yet. They don't have that relationship, but they're seeking and they're hungry. The field is white to harvest now. My prayer for each of you that hear this podcast is be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Be sensitive to His voice. And the only way we can be sensitive is to stay in prayer. Stay in communion with God. And when you hear Him speak to you, whether it be in a still small voice, I'm one that still believes today God can speak to us in an audible voice if He so chooses to. In whatever way he speaks to you, be sensitive to his spirit, be sensitive to his word, and act upon it to the very detail that he gives you. He may not give it all to you at one time. He hasn't given it all to me after on and off of 18 years now with the well and doing those missions and, and ministry to those less fortunate I still don't know what's to come, but I know that whatever it is, God has it. And as long as we're obedient within this ministry, God will fulfill it. Our prayer is for souls to be saved. And if we show the love of God, if you show the love of God, and whatever you're carrying out that you've received instructions to do, my prayer is that A harvest is reaped. God's word is alive and it's still true. And God is not a man that he should lie. If he speaks it, it shall come to pass. Step out of your comfort zone. Act upon his word. And let God take care of the rest. Fathers, we close out this podcast tonight. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, I pray for everyone that hears this tonight, that God, number one, if they do not have a relationship with you, that God, tonight, they take that step. And if you're listening right now and you're not saved, you've never prayed that sinner's prayer, you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, and you feel him tugging at your heart right now, I want you to simply pray this. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need a savior. Jesus, I believe every word that the Bible says. I believe, Jesus, that you are the son of God, that you were born of a virgin birth through Mary, and that you walk this earth And you gave your life on that cross. You shed your blood on Mount Calvary as the ultimate sacrifice for my sin. And I believe that on the third day after being placed in that tomb, that you rose again, that you walked out of that tomb, and you now sit on the right-hand side of God the Father, soon to return for your church. Jesus, I invite you into my life. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Lead me and guide me. 
Live inside of me, God. Teach me. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I thank you for your grace and I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for saving me tonight. Father, for those that may already be walking with you and may have walked with you for many years, Father, I pray for them tonight. And I pray that, God, that they're that they're sensitive to your word, that they're sensitive to your spirit, and I pray for a boldness to come upon them. I pray for a boldness that they step out of their comfort zone in obedience to your word and whatever instructions you may have given them. Father, wrap a hedge of protection around every one of them. That, God, during this time we're going through where you look out in the world and it may be saying there's no hope. Father, we know that there is hope in you. We have no idea what tomorrow holds, but God, I know who holds tomorrow. And Jesus, I'm asking you to heal our nation. Heal this world. God, turn those wicked. Turn them around. Let that convicting power of your spirit seize them where they are right now, God. And I pray for many souls to be saved and brought into your kingdom during this time. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you for joining us tonight. We will be putting these podcasts out. Uh, Please follow us on our Facebook page, The Well 2540. Uh, Feel free to leave any comments. Let us know. Um, if you've heard this podcast, let us know, comment in that, know that we're praying for you when we, when we see your comments, your names, and if you, if you need special prayer for anything, we're here for you. We love you and we thank you. We hope you have a blessed weekend.